We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy, CMOS girlies. Welcome back to a weekly episode of your favorite podcast. I'm here with Emma, and we're going to talk all things, um, you know, flexibility, mobility, if you tapped into this episode. But we have our goofy little intro topics for you. Emma, how's it going? I'm doing good. I feel a little sunburnt. My back also hurts. I'm like, what's going on with my body? I did lower body yesterday, so I'm like, oh my god, did I fuck my back up again? Oh, but no. I also think I'm about to get my period, so it could be many of those different things. Or maybe I just don't have a very flexible and mobile back and perhaps right. I need to work on that the root um, of everything I feel like that probably is the case because I sit in a not great position when I work I definitely look like a fucking shrimp when I'm yeah. sitting it's like I'm one leg's up I'm crisscross I'm like slouching over I'm like bro what are you doing yeah I find myself just sitting in the most uncomfortable positions and I'm like why are, I, I don't have to sit like this like you get glued into a video or into it writing an email or something like that um whenever we do these episodes it's very funny because I reflect on things that happen in our personal life and like if any of the research kind of gets at something that I do and I've been recently have this issue well this issue this little like weird fixation on cracking my ankles I don't know if you've ever a lot of my bones yeah I've been used to cracking my back cracking my neck like a freak but my right ankle is cracking and of course I like went to PT last week and I was like hey like is this a bad thing is my ankle like fucked up or something like that it's like no sometimes like air just gets whatever there it's fine but it just feels so good when you crack the ankle right and so that has something to do with like hypermobility so we'll talk about that later but yeah um life is good in new york city baby it's may which is weird it's really hot outside em and i both got kind of sunburnt being outside and loitering today so that's good vibes overall yeah um i feel like i'm just drinking a lot of water and not hydrating still so maybe i need to add more salt i'm waiting for electrolytes to get in the mail yeah we need our electrolytes Um, yeah we have our little topics yeah so the first one i feel like we talk about cottage cheese once a week but I saw a beautiful TikTok video. I redownloaded TikTok because I got through my week last week. Amen. Um, 
And, you know, I feel like we've all have seen the cookie dough, edible cookie dough, cookie dough situations, alternatives, healthy, you name it, versions, whether it's a chickpea cookie dough. But I saw one for cottage cheese Mm. and I would try it. I haven't made it, but it's just like cottage cheese. I think the person did almond flour, something like maple syrup, chocolate chips, maybe protein powder. I don't know. But what's nice is that since cottage cheese already has protein, you don't have to like add in protein powder. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would make a really good creamy consistency, maybe a cookie dough cheesecake type situation. Um, I'm surprised I actually haven't thought of doing this, but it sounds really good. So I might do that once I go through my honey mamas. I bought, I treated myself to some, some honey mamas, which I'm going to work through this week. And then maybe the cottage cheese will be in my hyperfixation dessert again. After that. Yeah, the cottage cheese thing. After my ice cream, I took a little bit of a break. Em and I are truly going to be talking about cottage cheese until Good Culture, the people at Good Culture, recognize us and give us a yearly supply because mm-hmm. I go through that every two days. They like the memes every now and then, so I hope they know that we love them dearly. My thing with cottage cheese is that I don't think I'll be experimenting for a little bit, but I do agree. I've been kind of going off of protein powder. I'm like, it's probably not good if I have two servings of protein powder like even if it's like a good quality one for my digestive system and so I've just been trying to eat real forms of protein like more of those meat sticks more bone broth more chickpeas and so cottage cheese has been back in my rotation I will let you know if I try this right now I'm thinking not I haven't really had any food moments that have been interesting I've been really into apples and like dipping them in like nut butter greek yogurt kind of thing um as a treat snack thing like a midday snack so that's been fun um one thing is that we hit 40k on instagram you know i don't really care about metrics speaking as someone who does social media like i care that we're engaged and we have a big community and it's cool to see the platform grow but if we're at 39,000 or 40,000 i'm not thinking about that throughout the day <laughs> but it was cool to see a little milestone unlocked for cmos girlies so shout out to all you out there the memes will continue of course we will never be cutting off your daily dose of memes from cmos girlies yeah i feel like we were at 39 for a while so it's- it's nice to see a new number when we go onto the app. Yeah, I don't know how you people find us, but hello, new followers that definitely don't listen to the podcast. The pod. I'm happy you're supporting us in some way. We were also featured, was it the UK Times today? Sunday Times in the UK. Yeah, I guess one of our memes got featured in that in a little tiny section. A few people on the meme page sent that to us, but I'm very curious who was behind that. Um, yeah. But thank you. Thank you for spreading the word, spreading the cause. I think they said that you should go to our memes for like beauty and yeah fashion and i was like more or fashion yeah that's what they said i'm like fashion beauty we're actually um not a beauty or fashion you'll be getting nothing i guess putting us into that bucket you're getting you'll be getting no memes about y2k but please come over but not about i don't know bottega veneta god i wonder if like we should be more active on the instagram story because I know as a creator, like, people don't see feed posts a lot, but I do think people see the memes, and I'm like, maybe we should just be quirky and just post our random thoughts with the little create thing on Instagram story. Be Honestly, like, yeah, just like a stream of consciousness. Be like, just ate cottage cheese, what about you guys? Like, kind of how the puss guy, which is funny to say, octopus lover, mm-hmm. he's like, what are we lunching on today? Like, I'd love to know what people are kind of doing throughout the day. I think that's fun yeah, we info can to definitely have. definitely implement that. That's like low lift. Yeah, it's weird because... We get a lot of likes on the meme page, but I don't know how many of that comes from people actually finding us on their actual feed or if it's more through, yeah, like Instagram stories, like people share it and then like find us that way. True. Um, Because we do get shared. 
or if people are talking shit in the dms i'm always curious let us know but yeah i think geneva it, like we have like seven thousand people and we keep getting bots in there and i like want to chat with you guys but i feel like there's too many people in there so maybe it's more of the instagram story behavior for us for a little yeah, bit um, i don't know it's a lost cause across the board <laughs> i'm dejected emma over there like <laughs> um i'm sorry guys i just you know the mental real estate there's only so much up there right um one of my topics is that if you're listening to this podcast you should do a little rotation of the guards of your closet um taking your shorts drawer putting it to your pants drawer switching stuff out going through pants and shorts and stuff that don't fit you i think for me when i get into the maybe this is a personal problem but whenever the seasons change i kind of find like one outfit to wear when the temperature gets hotter and then i kind of just wear that and then i'll go through the whole summer and i'm be like oh i didn't wear this one dress i had because i like just don't look at it every single day. So I feel like if you switch up where your items are and just go through like old stuff, like if you have old white tanks that have stains, like go donate them or recycle them properly and get a new one. Like you can do that type of stuff, you know, get new socks, as I'm I say, get new mm-hmm. basics. Um, I'm about to do that tomorrow and just feel super free of any like excess clothes that I don't wear or don't fit me or don't serve me at this point in my life yeah I'm all about the uniform I wear I think the same five things and truly it makes me happy because I'm like you can't really go wrong with jeans and a t-shirt and ballet flats so that's been my look for the past six months and that will continue to be in my look for the next six months um let's see here oh I went to Barnes and Noble on Friday to buy books I finally Mm. got the who is wellness for oh yeah book which I'm really excited about I started it and it's like a really it's really great um I feel like sometimes for me books can be a hit or miss when it gets when it comes to like getting into it but I have been like hooked right from the start so I highly recommend it and then I also got this random book called metabolical which is kind of like a deep dive into fast food and like big food agriculture all that jazz um but yeah something about Barnes and Noble I just love the vibes in there I feel like I'm back in the Midwest and, you know, now at McNally Jackson, which is for people who don't know, a independent bookstore, but they're so big now that I barely consider them an independent bookstore. They moved locations and they're now in a different part of Soho that I don't ever really want to walk through. So Barnes & Noble is now my new spot, I suppose. And yeah, the vibes in there are immaculate. It has not changed since the early 2000s, it feels like, but I felt at home. Um, so definitely go hit up your local Barnes and Noble if you live in the city and are feeling homesick for a little bit of Midwest um flavor. Yeah, I also got this new book. Um, Redacted gave it to me. It's about weed and running, and I've talked about this a lot, kind of like on social media. But the book, I'm like like sixty pages into it, and it's like very very interesting of talking about pain medication and how like it's weird that athletes are sponsored by beer companies but can't be sponsored by weed companies and I sort of had this thing and I think someone dm me this I don't remember who it was a few months ago when I first started kind of openly posting about weed of like yeah I remember when you first started doing CMOS girlies like you guys kind of had like a apathetic or maybe like a judgmental behavior about like people consuming weed like as we probably like have a little bit about alcohol too like we're just it's not our thing um which is not my intention when I was talking about I just didn't have any experience in it but the book has just kind of spun its head on me or spun my head on the whole subject and I'm very passionate about it now and I'm curious if like or if any CMS girlies want literature on it um definitely check it out this guy's like a total skeptic of 
like weed and running and talks about like how most pro trail runners at least most pro ultra runners are doing it but not people people don't talk about it because it is illegal because it is banned in like certain doping situations so yeah it's a very interesting book um he talks about how people who are who do use cannabis are actually more fit and less likely to die of certain diseases than those who don't which is like a shocking thing because you think of like a lazy stoner so it's very interesting if any girl is into that subject my last question for the class is going to be are there any good activewear brands like please let me know um outdoor voices flop i don't know if you saw that disneyland thing they made like a disney exercise dress i'm like i don't think i even i don't even think i follow them on instagram (laughs) yeah the flop um girlfriend collective i'm okay with um i find like their leggings are just really thick um if that makes sense and I've just been going through my stuff and I'm like, damn, there's not like one brand that I want to buy everything from right now. So let me know if you have it. Is it set active? Is it like fabletic? Like, I don't know what we're talking about these yeah, days. Yeah, I like set active a lot, oh, actually. But I actually don't think they're that expensive, but they're always just sold out of everything. And I just oh, true, don't love the colorways yeah. that they have right now. Um, yeah, I'm just wearing old exercise skorts to the gym that I've had for many years I also don't really know of any other workout brands or I feel like there's a lot of ones, but they're just so expensive. Right. Like I'm not going to spend $130 on leggings. I'm sorry. Like you guys are all using probably the same factory and likely the same fabric. Like fuck off. Also, Um, there's not like in-person places. I actually saw in the West Village that there is a set active like pop-up. I run by it. It's on like um, Leaker Street or something. I don't know where it is actually. Maybe like West 9th Street or something where it gets all chaotic in the West Village. And they have these like mirrors and it's like set active coming soon. So it's clearly not open and probably not like ready yet. But Lululemon is also pretty good. But Lululemon is also one of those places where it's way more expensive than I think it should be. But I have some of their stuff randomly and I do enjoy it. Yeah. I'm more curious if there's like weird indie brands that people like. There's this one brand that I bought a few things from called Loose Kid. It's like LSKD. It's this Australian brand and I really like it. Um, They were having an issue where I couldn't find any of my sizes and stuff at the moment, but the fabric is like smooth. It doesn't have weird lines or like makes, I don't know. I've had an issue with bike shorts lately making your crotch look weird and I like can't figure that out sometimes. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, down to the count on that. But besides that, um, those are intro topics. I mean, you have any others? No, I don't. Just living and loving. Um, the topics for the actual pod are going to be about flexibility, mobility. I feel like whenever I listen to conversations about stretching or dynamic stretching or anything we're going to talk about in this episode, all the terms are just conflated and used interchangeably, and there are differences. And I kind of wish that I knew this before I ever started stretching before stuff. Like it's good to know the differences between these things. So we hope you guys, you know, find this episode helpful, enlightening. Yeah, we all know that we should be working on our flexibility, mobility, but most of us aren't. So hopefully this podcast will help you figure out when to incorporate both into your daily practices. Exactly. Amen. I will call you back and let's get into it. Great. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, buckle up, CMOS girlies. Let's learn about flexibility and mobility. You've probably heard the words interchangeably used, as I mentioned in the intro. So we're going to talk first about the similarities and differences between the two. To start off with mobility, um, this is going to be focusing on your joints. Mobility is important because it's going to help you move better and prevent injury. And so this is kind of thinking about your full range of motion. It's kind of like that phrase of like a square can be a rectangle, but a rectangle can't be a square where you can be mobile without being flexible. And I'll get into that now, like what I mean. An example of mobility is if you're doing a squat, um, you need to be able to get through all of the range of motion in your joints to go from like the lowest to the highest and back and forth. And mobility is really key in everyday life. Because not only are you, can you do like a squat with weight on your back, but in life you need to do things like sit down in a chair. You need to reach up for an object. So you have to have healthy joints. Mobility requires three different things. It's going to be healthy lubricated joints, as I mentioned, a relaxed nervous system, and then neuromuscular control over your movements. And that's why all of those things combined are really important to reduce your risk of injury. Because if you're moving, but not in the right way and not in a calm way and with control, that's kind of where injuries happen. Like when you think about an ACL tear or something like that, it's taking a step and then something kind of chaotic happening and then everything getting like mixed up in your leg or whatever part of your body you injured. And another thing about mobility is it's important is it's important that for aging and it's important because it helps you retain your independence as we get older. If you're not able to sit down by yourself, it really limits your independence. And so that's why like when you're younger, you don't think about mobility because like 
caring about your joints definitely seems like a very geriatric thing, but it's a pra- it's a skill that you have to practice versus something like flexibility that's a little bit more predetermined in your body. So what is flexibility? This is going to be about your muscles. This is if you can, um, or the importance of flexibility is to increase your range of motion and then reducing muscle soreness. So that's why it feels good when you sit in a pigeon stretch after doing something because you're getting the blood flow back to that area. And it's the ability of your muscle to lengthen out during a movement. So when you're touching your toes, your hamstrings are lengthening versus like tightening. And that's going to be the biggest like difference between flexibility versus mobility. Flexibility is like just statically focusing on your hamstrings doing a stretch versus, as I mentioned, like mobility is doing a squat, which is all about your joints. And so stretching is going to be something that determines flexibility and is kind of the biggest like exercise you can focus on. The biggest thing about flexibility is that a lot of it is predetermined. As I mentioned before, mobility is a skill that you can work on all throughout your life, but flexibility is something like you're kind of born with it to a degree. Your body type, your body mass, your shape, where muscle and fat store, like all of that stuff, um, and genetic material obviously determine like how flexible you are. So that's kind of why these things, yes, they are very similar when it comes to body function, but they are also different in like your focus on them. And if you've ever, like, as an example, find yourself to be red-faced and shaking during a yoga class, which is a class that's, you know, typically focused on strengthening out and lengthening out your muscles, that means that you have lacked your flexibility. But if you've ever struggled to really get into a deep squat, you've kind of had restricted mobility in your knees or your hips or something like that. But a deficiency in either of the skills can really inhibit your movement. So it is important to focus on both. It can affect your athletic performance. And so if you want to optimize like these things at the same time you should start to pay attention to your range of motion during your workouts and trying to improve that so how do the two relate even though they kind of seem different from what i said flexibility is the ability for a muscle to stretch like a muscle is a rubber band and so the more flexible it is the more easy you can touch your toes or do something And so flexibility does kind of play a role in what you can do mobility wise. Like if you have really flexible open hips, you're going to get deeper into a squat, but flexibility is not that important at the end of the day because flexibility is a component of it. But for good mobility, you actually need to build up muscular strength and you have to build up stability in addition to flexibility. And so your surrounding ligaments and tendons are going to be the things that affect if you're able to get deep in that squat. It's not just going to be like if you're able to touch your toes. So even if your flexibility is good overall, you still can have poor mobility. And so that's kind of important to pay attention to. Like, I think when I first got injured, maybe when I was like 13 or 14 in volleyball, I always thought like, oh, I need to stretch more. Like I'm really tight. And that's probably like, I think people say that when, oh, I pulled my hamstring. My hamstrings are so tight. It's like, it wasn't probably your hamstring that was not flexible. It was probably you didn't have good range of motion in your ligaments and joints that were near your hamstring or something like that. Yeah. And that kind of gets into how do you know if you lack mobility and or flexibility? I think a lot of us probably do know if we lack flexibility, if you're unable to do a full quad stretch and it hurts a lot and you can't bring your back of your foot all the way to your butt, that's likely a sign that you lack flexibility, but really mobility, lack of it thereof can impact anyone, even world-class athletes. And what's most important is that like, if it is left untreated, this can have serious impacts on health as we age. And so a lack of mobility too can increase your risk of injury. And that's why a lot of like runners and athletes do typically experience injuries in the form of mobility issues. And the reason that 
most of us do lack poor mobility is because of this really intense sedentary lifestyle that we all have. We all work nine to fives. We're all behind computers. We're all just like laying around and lounging on TikTok. And the thing is, if you're like sitting or standing straight with good actual posture, the muscles in your body are being engaged, such as your core. But when when we're all like sitting slouch and like in poor uh, poor posture positions, you're not really engaging any of your muscles or your core. So your back becomes weak, your hip flexors tighten and become short, and this can cause muscles and legs to weaken as well. And so those that do sit for extended periods of time, which is most of us are at risk of different things, such as like herniated discs and just overall lack of mobility. And if you're not also incorporating mobility movements into your regular warm up or cool down routine, when you are working out, even if you perhaps still think you're not someone who's sedentary, you can still experience a lot of poor mobility issues. So there's a ton of different tests that you can gauge for your mobility. And the kind of the main areas of your body that you can look at are going to be your shoulders, hips, upper back and ankles. And really you can test kind of any joints or parts of your body. There's so many different exercises that you can do, but these are just a few to sort of test it out. So for shoulders, it's going to be overhead shoulder mobility. So what you can do for this one is if you're laying on your back with your legs bent, and then you lift your arms up in the air and slowly bring one arm over your head to the floor, and you want to be able to go as far as you can. Ideally, you want your arm to touch the floor without you arching your back. So if you have to arch your back to get your fingertips to the floor, that is likely a sign that you have shoulder immobility issues. And then another is going to be internal and external rotation. So if you're sitting crisscross applesauce and then you lift like your arm and bring it behind your head, let's say your left arm, and then you can take your right arm behind you and bring it so it can touch your left palm. Basically, you want your hands to touch. If you're unable to do that, that is another sign of shoulder mobility immobility, excuse me. And then for hips, there's the 90-90 rotation. I definitely recommend like looking all these up because it's kind of like hard to explain via podcast. But basically with 90-90 rotation for your hip mobility test, you can just put your legs in a 90 degree angle. And the goal is to like hold this position. And then you want to be able to rotate and switch sides without placing your hands on the ground. This is definitely an area that I need to work on. And I think a lot of us probably have hip mobility issues because we sit all day. And then next is going to be upper back. You can do the cat-cow test, which you basically want to ensure that you're going into the full flexion and extension. So the extension would be the cat pose and then the cow being the flexion. And if you're unable to get into the full range for either of those, again, that means you lack mobility and there's room for you to improve there. And then for ankles, it's going to be the ankle dorsiflexion test. So if you're facing a wall, you can be in a half kneeling position ideally a few inches away, like four to five. And then what you want to do, it's kind of almost the knees over toes situation where you want to try shifting your knees so that it touches the wall while keeping your foot flat on the ground. And again, ideally you want your knee to be touching the wall without lifting your foot up to pass the test. And if you're unable to get your knee anywhere near the wall, that means you have severe ankle issues. But if you are able to get it, then that means your ankles are pretty mobile and flexible. And then I think it's also important to discuss a lot about why our mobility decreases as we age and why this is something that you should consider and care about early on in your life. Like I know my dad, for example, has like gotten so into flexibility and mobility um, because he's just like, he feels so tight all the time. And I think that is like a very uncomfortable feeling. A lot of us experience dull back pain and that is so much of it from us sitting and you know not really incorporating any of these movements into our daily lives and again like that can put you at risk for a whole lot of things when you get older but 
mobility naturally decreases as we age because the process of aging, we basically have all of our neurons and muscles slowly deteriorate. And as we age, the body just becomes a less hospitable place for the cells in our body that make up key parts of the body that contribute to mobility. That includes things like the brain, spinal cord, muscle, et cetera. And then additionally, neurons are lost in the brain as our brain slowly shrinks. And so this hinders the communication between neurons and then the neuron to muscle connection. So I feel like a lot of people just think like, oh, when I'm older, I just like can't sit because joints, but it's like, no, it has a lot to do with like how your brain is speaking to the neurons to basically get your body to know to get in a certain sitting position or to know to like catch a ball or to pick up a bag of groceries. Um, and so ways that you can kind of see this mobility decrease as you age is going to be through things like reduced signal to speed, um, a reduced signal and strength and coordination. A lot of people like have to use canes because they can't walk as properly or as safely without one. And then our sensory neurons also lose precision as we age, which can impact our overall mobility. And the muscle loss is also a huge player when it comes to reduced mobility. And this is something that I definitely think about a lot as I'm slowly getting older in life, because after the age of 30, we lose on average three to 8% of muscle mass per decade. And then once you hit 60, this can jump to four to 5%. And so if you're not lifting weights, you're basically just like losing muscle. Like that is kind of like the end point, be it of all. So you need to be having some sort of strength training regimen, like in your daily workout routine. And I think that's something that you should definitely try to figure out early on in life. So, you know, the fundamental basic compound movements before like trying to do it on your own when you're like 35 and then risking, you know, yourself for injury. Um, but then we also lose muscle fibers and there's also reduction in the size of these particular fibers, which is known as atrophy as we age. And then from muscle loss, it just makes it more challenging to move effectively and perform activities that require muscle force, such as carrying groceries. Um, and I think an interesting statistic that I know my body green always talks about a lot. And I find very alarming is that if you're over the age of 65, there's a 65% chance that you will fall. And then your chances of falling again, double, double, if you do actually fall, but if you fall and you break your hip, there's then a 30 to 40% chance that you will die in a year. So again, we definitely like to have people think of their health and wellness in terms of like a preventative measure lens and like how you can set yourself up for success when you are at an older age. And so these are definitely things just to keep in mind. And that's why doing the super unsexy stuff, like doing hip mobility workout routines is something that you should be doing, even if it like feels lame and boring. And if you don't actually want to be doing it in the moment. Um, but enough to say, like, this does not mean that we're all fucked when it comes to having really bad mobility. And it doesn't mean that we're all gonna, you know, be walking with canes and like, won't be able to carry groceries when we're 70 or 80, but because there are so many ways that you can prevent or reduce the severity of this loss. Um, so really the main one is going to just be staying generally active throughout your life. Um, many of us become more and more sedentary as we get older. So again, I think having some sort of natural routine that is whether that's walking, lifting, swimming, biking, climbing rocks, um, just anything that keeps you active and then partaking in a regular strength training folk program with a focus on the lower body to preserve muscle mass is really key. And then incorporating functional movements, whether that's yoga or Tai Chi. And then lastly, foods, especially and anti-inflammatory foods and protein rich foods are great ways to kind of ensure that your body is set up for success. Um, and then we got a few questions kind of about different connective tissue disorders or different, um, 
yeah, health things that are related to, to flexibility and mobility. So the first one is hypermobility. And I definitely feel like I was in grade school and there were probably some kids that claimed that they had like hypermobility, but they were just like able to just extend their elbows in weird ways. But hypermobility or joint hypermobility means that some or all of a person's joints have an unusually large range of motion, commonly known as double jointed. And this affects around 20% of the population. But joint hypermobility can also come with pain. So a lot of people probably just think like, oh, you're just hypermobile. You can, you know, move your body some weird ways. But it also does, again, come with significant pain and other um, symptoms as well. But the reason that this kind of connective tissue disorder occurs is because normally the thick bands of tissue or the like the ligaments in this case, they're responsible for holding our joints together and ensuring that they do not move too much or too far out of range from where they should be at. But people with hypermobility or a connective tissue disorder have ligaments that are far more loose and weak. So it isn't able to hold those joints together as tightly. And this is primarily hereditary and it is thought to be determined by the genes that are involved in the creation of collagen um, because it stems from a defect of collagen. Again, there's not really any treatment or cure. And I'm sure if you have hypermobility, this is something that you would be talking to your doctors with and you're probably already aware of, but they do say that strength training is shown to help it. Yeah. And another question we got was EDS. Um, I didn't know much about this before, but it relates to hypermobility as Emma was talking about which is Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And this is something if you have the symptoms, I guess, are overly flexible joints and stretchy, fragile skin. So it is genetic. So you would come up in blood work to confirm you have it, but kind of like suspicious reasons you could have it. And once again, it's like one in 5,000 individuals worldwide. So it's kind of common, kind of rare, like eh, the levels of the degrees that you could have this are like kind of random, I guess. Um, but it affects your connective tissues and primarily your skin, your joints and your blood vessel walls. And so the connective tissue is like this mixture of proteins that provides you strength. And that's why your joints are super like over flexible. And so if you were to go get blood work, it would be able to tell if it's, if you have this and if they put you through like a, a stretching kind of routine, they would be able to see it as well. And so people, people that have like hypermobility and specifically EDS hypermobility and their joints can experience a lot of popping and cracking. And it's because their joints have more like freedom to move and it's easier, easier for this like popping noise to happen. So that's to say, like, as I was talking about, like cracking my ankles earlier, that's not a reason to go down like a web WebMD rabbit hole and think you have this syndrome. Um, it would have to be something that's like a pretty frequent thing. You would kind of be aware that every time you do movements, there's always something that feels off. Like I know people with hypermobility, every sort of like doing a squat or lifting a dumbbell, there has to be like adaptations for it. And you have to obviously go to like get trainers and PTs and, and people that can support you on that because most movements like it's kind of sucks in workout classes, at least like most trainers don't kind of know how to make those adaptations. So definitely go and see if you could like confirm if you have EDS. Yeah. Go get things confirmed from real yeah. actual certified people, not the internet. No. Um, And then kind of getting into how to keep your joints healthy and safe outside of just doing stretches or mobility work. There's definitely, you know, our body is an ecosystem, a web. So everything is interconnected. You can't just isolate and do one thing and hope that that will solve all of your issues. A lot of these are going to be pretty self-explanatory and they're all what you typically hear for any type of advice on how to take care of your body and your overall health. So first is going to be regular exercise. This is really because it, through exercise, you're strengthening muscles, tissues, ligaments, and tendons, which surround the joints and therefore they act as a protective barrier. This will also increase blood flow to the area so it'll carry nutrients and oxygen. 
And then just like regular movement will just keep your joints mobile, kind of lubricated, and will just prevent joint pain and inflammation. High impact, high impact exercises can impact your joints. So that's why if you're like doing a lot of running or a lot of jumping, a lot of people can experience injuries through that. Running is still a great form of exercise, but definitely incorporate other low impacts movements such as walking, biking, or swimming, and then consuming anti-inflammatory foods. This is largely because arthritis is a chronic inflammatory disorder. And so a lot of these anti-inflammatory foods have key compounds and antioxidants that have very positive effects on your healthy inflammatory response in your body. So again, there's like a whole list of things. A lot of these you guys already probably know, but it's going to be things like turmeric. If you have turmeric, it's going to be the curcumin compound that is providing a lot of these benefits. And in order to activate that, you need to add black pepper. So friendly reminder there. Next are going to be your dark berries. So your raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, they're all going to be really, really high in polyphenols. Um, Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. So eating your healthy fatty fish, so sardines, mackerel and salmon are great options dark leafy greens walnuts chia seeds and then beets there's so many different foods that you can eat but i definitely think incorporating one or a few of these is definitely key i would say it's definitely better to get these from a real food source versus taking some sort of supplement but again if maybe you don't have access to whatever things the supplement would be fine and then another way to keep your joints healthy and safe is going to be really warming up and warming down after exercise. Again, this is like stuff that nobody ever wants to do, but everyone knows that it's important. And the reason for this is that like, you just want to prep your body and reduce the risk of injury on the joints. Like if you don't warm up before going on a run, then you just like start slamming your feet on pavement. Like, yeah, that's going to hurt your body because your joints aren't ready for that movement. You haven't like warmed them up, letting them know like, Hey, we're going to do this. Um, and then like cooling down again, you're letting your heart rate kind of slowly decrease. Um, and so dynamic stretches will be the best for when you're warming up and then static stretching is going to be best for cooling down. Yeah. And then to get into this question of like, can stretching cause too much harm, which I feel like you see static stretching, at least like a little bit kind of demonized on the internet, um, talking about kind of what is the difference between static and dynamic stretching. So you definitely can stretch too much. Um, If you think about a muscle being like a rubber band, if you pull it too hard for way too long, it will kind of snap. Not being like you're going to snap your muscles just like sitting in a hamstring stretch for too long. But over time, if you keep doing that, um, it can be painful. And that can be the biggest sign that like, yeah, we shouldn't keep stretching this if it hurts too much. And you're also increasing your risk of injury by stretching your muscles way too much because they're going beyond what your normal range of motion is. So let's say you do this huge hamstring stretch in like a static way before running. Then you go to run and you take a step and your leg is like expecting your your hamstring to get stretched in like a weird way. So just kind of be cautious of overdoing it there. There's no point of just being as flexible as a pretzel or a gymnast like if you don't have the proper strength to protect your body within that range of motion. So that's kind of what I was saying earlier about there is this correlation between flexibility and mobility, but to get to a really deep squat, you don't need to be able to like put your foot over your head backwards. Like you don't need to do some crazy flexibility shit and overstretching. Once again, the length of the tissue is greater than your control over it. And pay attention to this if you're hypermobile because you're just going to have like really elastic joints in compared to the normal person. And so your muscle, or it could just happen more frequently that your muscle gets stretch, stretch past the um, point of like what its natural length is. Um, the importance of static stretching, because I do feel like there is a place for them. They are safe as long as you take them to the point where it's very comfortable and gentle and you still kind of hold them less than 60 seconds and you don't do them too often. So don't do them like 
throughout the day a shit ton. Your body doesn't need to be stretched out that much. I don't think many people are in the camp of like stretching too much. Maybe there are some people that are like my strange addiction. I'm addicted to stretching all the time. I don't know. Um, and then dynamic stretching, why it's important as Emma was talking about is like the right warm up when before a workout, it should do two things. It should loosen up your muscles and loosen up your tendons and warm up your body. I feel like that's kind of intuitive at this point. When you're at rest, the reason that it's so critical to do this before is because there's less blood flow to your muscles and tendons, and that's why they get stiff. Um, some examples of this for runners, an ideal warm up might be something like squats, lunges, different stride drills, leg swings, hip opener type stuff, kicking your butt with your heels. Athletes who need to move rapidly in different directions, like soccer, tennis, you should do dynamic things that involve those parts of the body because, once again, it's sports specific and dynamic stretching is going to be most effective when it's targeting movements that you're actually going to do. So as I said earlier, like ways to improve your flexibility, static stretching is going to be the one for flexibility. It's much more effective than dynamic stretching for flexibility. But the thing is to remember is that do not do a lot of static stretching if you have an injury that's only going to inflame it and stretch it out and make it worse. And stretching does not help reduce soreness in the day after exercise or DOMS as we've made in memes and that what that phrase means. Um, and that's, as I said before, it's just stretching out a muscle. You're not or stretching out like this. Um, this part of your leg like it's not actually going to increase the range of motion or your strength or something like that and if you're looking into how to improve your mobility this is all about range of motion strength training is a great way to improve range of motion or improve your mobility as long as you're selecting exercises that kind of put your joints to this full range of motion like you're doing a squat all the way down versus doing like really isolated stuff I think that's kind of where you see this tension between like fit bros and then people that are actually like PTs and certified movement people. I don't really know what those titles are, certified movement people, um, trainers and shit like that. That was what I was looking for. Um, sometimes when you see fitness people get onto TikTok, they'll do exercises that are really strange, like hyper isolate movements. Like you're really contracting a muscle in a really small, weird way. Think of something like like weird arm exercises or even weird machines you see at the gym where like it's not a natural thing that you're putting your move your body through a full range of motion you're cutting off and doing little small curls or something like that those have their place for like the kind of as they say the vanity muscles but when it comes to mobility that's not doing much um so make sure you're doing strength training that will help uh a lot with your mobility and kind of routines and resources and stretching protocols that we've come across I would say anytime I've had an issue with a body part, like YouTube is your best friend, look up a body part, watch a video. I think for this type of stuff, it's really good to have visual examples. As Emma said, you might hear someone talk about a stretch in a podcast, but not really know what that means. So watch a video. And then I think you're more apt to do stretching. I know myself when I am getting ready to go for a run, I've just done a thing of like setting my alarm for 10 minutes earlier in the mornings to like know in the back of my head that I'm not going to be pushing it late because I will dick around on my phone on the toilet, but I'll be like, well, I don't have time to stretch. And so if I give myself that time, I know that I shouldn't slack on the stretching part of it. And so sometimes when I'm doing a stretch or a warm up protocol, I'll pull up a YouTube video and follow it along. And then I'll actually get my proper 10 minutes out of it versus just doing a dynamic stretch for like 20 seconds and then just calling it a day. Um, you know, yoga, strength training, Pilates, those things will help with your mobility overall because your body's going to go through a full range of motion. There is this dude on the internet called Knees Over Toes Guy. He's kind of viral. I feel like we posted about him, not on CMOS Girlies. I feel like I've talked about him before, maybe in the pod before. Um, his kind of like protocol or thing on the internet is that 
most of the time when you look at lifting, they say that your knees should never go in front of your toes when you're in a squat. And he's kind of challenged that idea by saying that there's certain positions that we have become really incapable of holding because of, like Emma said, us sitting in offices all day, nine to five culture that we're not as mobile and flexible as like our ancestors are. And so he has like a lot of weird stretches and different stuff like that to kind of test your mobility, test your hip strength. And I think he's a cool resource. I know that he does have like a paid thing that you can subscribe to, but he also has a lot of free content. And then there's these two PT guys, physical therapists on YouTube that are kind of iconic called Bob and Brad. Um, I found them when I had a knee injury and they have so much information categorized on their YouTube. Like if you have shoulder pain, here's four exercises to do. If you have knee pain, here's how to like walk through what you think it is. And I just think that having more information from like licensed people is good. Um, and so go to those PT dudes. They're great. Yeah. Those are all great recommendations. I think you can also find a decent amount of people on TikTok, if you just type in mobility True. routines, there's plenty of certified people on there. And then you can save the videos, which is nice because they're quick and you can just sort of see how they're doing the exercise. And then you can just start incorporating it into your own routine. I think one of those things, I think when it comes to building out a flexibility or mobility routine or program is, yeah, either doing it like right in the morning before you work out or before bed. I think for me, I enjoy doing it before bed because it's a good way to wind down, not be on my phone right before I fall asleep. And just kind of release all all the things that you've accumulated throughout the day. Yeah, um, I think um, yeah. with stretching too, make sure it's not too ambitious. I think mm -hmm. if you told yourself, I'm going to go stretch for 30 minutes tomorrow, that's like way too much. So try to build the smaller habits because I feel like that's something that you'll actually stick to. In yeah, the and it's not like you have to do a million things either. I mean, I think when I do any type of stretches, I have my four little things that I do. Hold them for a few seconds and then call it a day. You don't have to follow a bazillion things. And it's like, like Kate said, you don't have to, you know, be stretching for 30 minutes. It can just be as simple as five minutes. And if you're consistent with that throughout the day, that definitely adds up over time. Yeah. Um, I think even doing stuff, like Emma said, for two seconds, like you'll also be able to feel a difference. And I think that's like another rewarding thing. Cause I think sometimes with your actual exercise, you might not feel different the next day, but you might be like, Oh my God, I woke up the next day. My hips felt so open. Like it's a good way to get feedback on your body once again. So that's the app on flexibility mobility. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys learned a lot. I know I did. I know I did as well. Amazing. Amazing time here in the CMOS Australia universe. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your night, Emma. Any fun riveting plans over there? I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to, I'm going to stretch, drink some magnesium. I have the watermelon calm again back in my life. Crazy. Which is good. And then, yeah, read and hit the sack. Hit the sack. Yeah. I'm going to go to my foam roller a little bit, um, upload this pod and that's about it for me. Hell yeah. To good old Sunday night things. Um, well, um, we hope you guys enjoyed the pod. We'll see you on the main page. See you in Geneva. You know where to find us. Like this pod, share this pod, and give us a little cheeky positive review as well. Who knows? Next week, we could be featured in the Ireland Times or something like that. Facts. <laughs> I want to be featured in all of the times. All I want to be featured in like, what? Is it the Daily Mail? Yeah, that's a big one. I would like to be featured in that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll keep pumping out the memes. Um, pleasure to pod with you, girlies. Girlies. Well, you guys are with us too. You know the meme that photo that's like a dude, a child sitting with like a. There's a photo of people talking, and he's like actually a real person, but he's sitting next to a poster. That's like what this is. You know, that's what parasocial relationships are, and I love that for all of us. I don't um, know if I know that meme, but 
I'll try to find it. Maybe I'm gonna try to find it, and then I'll be like, "This is us." When I this is me listening to a podcast. So, okay, okay, we'll cool. circle back. Okay, bye. Anyways, good night. Bye, see my girlies. Talk to you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.